This episode of the Power of I podcast is brought to you by Fourth Day Studios, the bridge between an idea and reality. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Power Vibe podcast. My name is David Hall. I'm here as always. This is episode number 19, coming up on number 20, which will be a very nice rounded milestone. I'm joined once again by Chris Smith. Chris, how are you doing today? You're looking fresh, looking good. Doing great, feeling great, ready for fall. I'm a fat guy, so I don't like hot weather. <laughs> hey, I love fall. You know, um, my birthday is on September 22nd, so if anyone oh. is, is listening, uh, feel free to send me uh, bags of money. Yeah, then um, mow me $1,000. Yeah, hey, I'll take more if, you, <laughs> if you're willing to give it. But $1,000 would go a long way. Anyway, yeah. um, so funnily enough, um, the reason I bring that up uh, is September 22nd is the fall equinox, which is the beginning of fall every year. So uh, oh, cool. I was born on the beginning of fall. Uh, so one of the reasons I, I like that season a lot, but um, it, Emily loves that season. My wife, she loves fall. I like it a lot too because it's that nice in between of seasons. You know, it's not too hot, especially here in the south, and it's not cold and gross. So, uh, I this it's my favorite season. It always has been. I love it I, a lot. I love it because I get to wear a sweatshirt, so that covers my belly. Right? <laughs> so I get to wear a sweatshirt, and then I get to watch college football. Nice, nice. Yeah, because yeah. that started recently, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Go dogs. Nice. Ooh, ooh. I still need to. Uh, I still need to find someone or something that's going to get me into that because it's so surreal. Like the whole idea of college football is so bizarre to me. Um, that just because it's, it's it's not a thing in England. Um, right. But uh, I need to find somebody who's really going to get me into that because I feel like I'm missing out on some so much, especially here in the south because it's such a huge deal. But we if don't you like. If you like a real underdog, choose Georgia Tech. I love Georgia Tech, but they they're having head coaching problems like crazy. They suck, but, right? <laughs> Well, they don't really suck. They just need a their coach makes some some of the craziest decisions. And, <laughs> and so well, the, from, I, I like from Georgia I, Tech and Georgia. Georgia's so from, just winning right now. From so what I've heard is that fan. like Georgia Tech is you know it's it's people don't necessarily go there for the sport. They go there for the engineering programs or, or whatever it is. You know, whereas Georgia, a lot of people will go there specifically for the sporting programs. So they get a lot of that like athletic talent. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think both of them have a significant amount of talent. They just, Interesting. The, yeah. Georgia Tech just hasn't been able to pull it. Now, Georgia Tech doesn't have the talent UGA does because they're coming off a championship win. So, but we digress. <laughs> we certainly do. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, thank you so much for being here. If you are here, we really appreciate your time. Like I said, this is episode number 19 of the Power by Podcast. So we have been going for a good while now. Um, so if you wanted to, if you were interested, we do have many different episodes um back through our catalog on a whole range of topics including guests that we've had on who are experts in their field whether that's tax whether that's how to manage your company more effectively to stop yourself from getting into a rut or to or how to get out of a rut for and you know there's so many different topics in there that you can get you can 
garner something from them, no matter what industry you're in, what stage you're at in your business journey, there's something in there for you. And, you know, if you're somebody who doesn't like to watch full episodes of things, we do have videos on our YouTube channel, which I would love for you to go and subscribe to that have clips on there that are normally somewhere around three to five minutes that just have a little something in there that you can watch whilst you're uh, in the restroom <laughs> or uh, on the bus or whatever. You can just have a, take a look at that and uh, and get a little quick snippet of knowledge in there not from me normally normally from someone else whether it's chris or one of our guests just sh sharing something that is uh worth its weight in gold um but hey if you haven't subscribed to us on youtube yet please go ahead and do that just search for the power by podcast on youtube it will come up on there or if you're listening to us on free feeds such as spotify apple podcasts google podcasts iHeartRadio, whatever it is please go and leave us a nice review on there. A nice five-star review. Just let us know why you like our show. And that really helps us not only um, for ourselves, but to reach other people as well, which is the whole reason we're doing this. So we would really appreciate that. But with that being said, Chris, today's episode, what we uh, are looking to do with today's episode is dispel some myths around the HVAC marketing industry. Um, now, as we've said on here many times before, uh, you and your wife, Michelle, run a marketing company called All Contractor Marketing. And you do have a lot of clients in there who are HVAC dealers or um, businesses, I guess for lack of a better term, that may not necessarily know uh, how HVAC marketing works, or they may be misinformed about certain things. And what we're going to do today is hopefully dispel some of those myths that they may believe through no fault of their own necessarily. And we're going to teach them a little bit about why certain things may need to be done a certain way, maybe not need to be done a, certain, a different way, and uh, just, just fill the people with some knowledge. So with that being said, we have 15 myths today. You hear it? 15 myths. So make sure you stay to the end to hear all 15 because I can tell you now they're all worth hearing. And Chris, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to run through each one. And then what I want you to do is just tell the people why these myths are wrong and why and, and how we can correct that. Does that sound good? Sure. All righty. Well, with that being said, then we'll kick right into it with myth number one, which is you don't need a marketing plan. Now, many people might think that. Chris, why is it not true that you don't need a marketing plan? Uh, well, it's very important to plan out your marketing for the year. Uh, the, the first reason is because it stops you from making uh, spur of the moment or, um, you know, just shoot from the hip decisions. Uh, we see a tremendous amount of marketing waste where, and all the salespeople for digital marketing or the yellow pages or the billboards, they know how to sell to heating and air conditioning companies. And when I say this, the heating and air conditioning owners are going to be like, that's exactly what he said. All right. So this is what they do. They come in and they go, Hey, my name is Chris. I work with uh, bigbillboard.com. Um, we do billboards for heating and air conditioning. As a matter of fact, you may know uh, Cool Ray down the street. They're one right. of our biggest customers. Right. Uh, they use our billboards and they get a great return on them. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I've got two that I've need, I, I need to sell out this week. I've got to close them today. I've got to close them out so fast that I'm willing to give you 40% off the retail price but you have to sign up today before I leave this office. Mm -hmm. And it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Those guys, they're like, <laughs> they're like absolutely. Cause what they heard was a big company. They know a big local company, they know right. is using it. So they, they think in their head, well, it must work. Mm -hmm. And then number two, I'm getting it on sale. Right. So this is genius. I'm a genius. I'm a marketing genius. Like give I'm me five. Turn down free money, huh? 
Right. And so every time that happens, it's not the case. Number one, good marketing is never on sale. Mm-hmm. Right. So if it works, you don't have to discount the price. And, and number two, uh, you should not be making shoot from the hip decisions without thorough research. Uh, you know, g- get references, call and check, call the company they said using them. What you'll find out is most times they are not. Uh, so having a good marketing plan stops those spur of the moment decisions. It helps you get a hold of the budget because if you don't plan out um, your budget and what you're going to spend, it's very easy to let profit slip away. Mm. And so what you'll find is you're, you're running, you're churning, you're doing a lot of work, but there's not a lot of money left at the end of the day. And that's because you're not actively budgeting your spending. And so having a marketing plan lets you also have a marketing budget and it lets you plan your growth. And so that you get a positive return on investment. And now you don't sacrifice profit taking a shot in the dark on marketing that doesn't work. And so that when someone comes through your door and says, hey, I've got this amazing deal for you. You've got to sign up right now. You can just say to them, hey, you know what? It's not in my budget. Yeah, um, I, and, and you're able to guard yourself against that, right? Yeah, and sure. And you can say, be glad to talk to you about you know next year. Mm-hmm. I'll be glad to look at what you have. You can give me some references, but I don't ever buy anything spur of the moment. I have to do my research. Buyer beware. That's right. <laughs> All righty. Well, that's myth number one dispelled as to why um, as to why you do, in fact, need a marketing plan. Um, yes. The next one, Chris. Uh, so a lot of people might think that, um, you know, I've, I've encountered this myself through working for you guys, is a lot of people might say to you, hey, you know what? I don't even need somebody to run my marketing because I just kind of my marketing's done through word of mouth. You know, people talk about me, they give me a good recommendation and they just go and tell somebody else about it. And that's sufficient for me. So the second myth is that word of mouth marketing is sufficient for a business. Why is that not true? Uh, It's really a couple of reasons. First thing you got to realize there's two markets. There's a soft market and a hard market. The soft market is your aunts, your friends, the guys I went to high school with. Okay. um, My cousin. That's the soft market. The soft market is really easy to capture through just word of mouth and referral marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, those people know you, they know who you are, and they know how to get in touch with you to refer you. The second is the hard market. The hard market are those people that don't know you. They've mm-hmm. never met you. They've never heard of your business. And you know, many times the most profitable customer for a heating and air conditioning business is the, the person who has a higher household income. They're able to qualify for financing. They're more interested in health-related decisions, indoor air quality, reducing their carbon footprint. And you're not going to find those in the soft market. So right. if you just focus on word-of-mouth marketing, what you're going to find is a lower average ticket. So if you just focus on the soft market, your prices are going to be lower, your profit's going to be lower, and you're going to be doing the same amount of work. So it's, it's better to use marketing so that now you're attracting higher demographic people, you're actually being strategic in the customers you bring to your company. And so now you can enjoy a higher price point, a higher profit level, and it helps you to, um, you know, plan and grow your business because you're actually strategically acquiring customers. And we can, I know that uh, next year I got to add a new technician because based on my spend, I'm growing at a 13% rate Mm. year over year. And so you can start to plan how your business grows. Uh, the other reason too is that you may think you're getting a lot of word of mouth marketing, but you're actually not. And what I mean by that is that 
you could have so much more word of mouth marketing, but your customers don't remember the name of your business. Like if, if they said, you know, I had a system replaced two years ago, but I don't remember who that was, who, mm. who was that company? I can't remember their name. Well, if you were actively marketing, the name of your business would stay top of mind for them. Right, right. They would say, oh, I use Jim Heating and Air Conditioning because they see your ads on Facebook. They see your ads on the internet. And so they, they remember, they, oh, that's who we used. And it just, now when somebody says, does anybody know a good heating and air conditioning company? That magnifies your word of mouth marketing because now they remember, oh yeah, it was Jim's. Jim's Heating and Air who did it. Call these guys. They did great work. That's a great point because if you can, if if you give somebody good service, that can only go so far. If they if they don't remember who on earth it was, you know, three months down the line, they gave it to you. Because when somebody comes up to you and says, "Hey, uh, do you have any recommendations?" It's not going to necessarily be the day after you remember exactly who it was. You know, it might be somewhere down the line. So what you're saying is is that by moving away from that word of mouth marketing and moving towards a more sustainable marketing plan, you can make sure that when somebody has that, that conversation with a friend or with some, you know, with somebody who is in that hard marketing sphere that they remember your name so they can give it to somebody else so that you can get that customer. Yeah. It helps your, your brand, your business name stay top of mind. Excellent. Well, with that being said, then it moves us nicely onto this next myth, which is that marketing is only to acquire new customers. Now, a lot of people might think that because, I mean, certainly as a layman, um, I think I wouldn't necessarily probably think that, hey, marketing is to get in those new guys because if you've already got someone, you've got them, right? Why is that not true? Uh, marketing actually today is used to rate, retain your customers as well. And so uh, the thing you got to remember is people are inherently lazy. So um, they you may have stickers on the equipment you put in. You may have sent them a postcard, you know, once a year, mm -hmm. Merry Christmas. But when their heating and air conditioning breaks, the first thing they're going to do is pull out their cell phone sitting on their couch and look up heating and air conditioning company. Right. And, and if you've been marketing and you've, you've stayed top of mind and they'll know, oh yeah, that's who we use. That's our company. If you haven't and they've forgotten about you, then they're just going to pick the first option. Whoever's... Sure. Whoever can get here and get it fixed, there's no loyalty anymore. There used to be a, a more of a, this is my heating and air conditioning company. Mm -hmm. That's not the case anymore, especially with so much information right at our fingertips. The consumer has just become accustomed to every time they have a need going to their cell phone and looking for a provider. So that if you're not actively marketing, uh, not only are you not acquiring new customers, but you're losing customers to your right. competition. Right. Interesting. Well, then, uh, you know, I think that that, you know, that, I think that says it pretty much, uh, well, I think you pretty much covered it really well there, Chris. Um, the only thing I'll, you know, I'll say is, is from, if from my perspective is that you're exactly right is if I don't necessarily know somebody who I'm going to go to, I'm going to look on Google is the first thing, first place I'm going to look, I'm going to be looking right at the top of that list. And if I'm there, then great. If I'm not, then you're, you're automatically losing out on somebody there. That's right. for sure. Um, okay, well, the next one then is going to be that HVAC marketing is easy and that anyone can do it. You know, in these day, this, this day and age, there is, it, everything is so accessible to people. If I want to make a YouTube video, I can. If I want to make a podcast, I can. Lots of things these days have been made to basically make it easier for the guy at the bottom to do it himself. So with marketing, I can imagine that that kind of goes the same way. Um, that a lot of people see these things and they think, you know what, I can do that myself. Why is that not the case? 
well, number one, um, there's a, a lot of marketing channels and advertising, YouTube video, uh, social media, pay-per-click. They have systems in place to allow you as a DIYer to do it. Mm. Um, but what we've seen in every situation is a tremendous amount of waste. Uh, the reason those places have a DIY section so that you can do it yourself is because they know you're not sophisticated enough in the settings that you're just going to waste a tremendous amount of money. Mm. And they love that you waste that money with them. <laughs> so I'm sure. Yeah. So every, and also the, the, a big myth is that any marketing agency can market heating and air conditioning. And that's just not the case. Uh, heating and air conditioning is so complex. I would venture to say it is the most complex, complex business to market out of all of them. And you know, we don't just do heating and air conditioning marketing. That's a 90% of what we do. For sure. We also do plumbing and electrical, mm -hmm. you know, pressure washing, painting, home services. But for the heating and air conditioning marketing, it's so complex. And the reason is, is because heating and air conditioning touches hundreds of businesses. So right. if, um, you know, heating and air conditioning in your RV, uh, uh, an evaporator for a 1972 Chevelle, uh, <laughs> a wind, you know, a window unit, a window unit repair. Um, right. There's, you know, carrier cold, they're, they're called carrier cold trans, I think, are the reefer units that go on 18 wheelers. So if you don't, every time we take over a marketing program from an agency that does not have heating and air conditioning experience, we see a tremendous amount of waste. They're just being they're, way too broad. Yes. They're, they're wasting clicks on services. The company doesn't provide, um, their, their, their ads are showing outside their service territory. There's just so much waste that when we take over and rein it in, there's a big uptick in lead generation mm. and it's the right lead generation. Now it's not people calling for services you don't provide. And so it's the cost of using a marketing agency that doesn't understand heating and air conditioning is way, it's just so much waste. You, you shouldn't even consider it. So you don't necessarily saying, have right. to, you don't necessarily have to choose ACM. There are other uh, very large marketing companies that do a great job marketing heating and air conditioning like Scorpion, mm -hmm. uh, Rhino, there's other marketing companies that do it. Just make sure you choose a company that has extensive history of marketing HVAC. Mm. You've got to know the complexities and the seasonality of the business um, in order to produce a positive return on the marketing. So what you're saying is that basically you can do it yourself, but that's exactly what these companies want you to do because they know that you're just going to be wasting money. Right. Interesting. All right. Well, we're here to help you save some money then. So uh, <laughs> give us a call or like Chris said, give any of those other guys a call. That'd be great. Um, but with that being said, then with those agencies being able to uh, market well for you, um, another myth that uh, we have here in regards to HVAC marketing is that multiple agencies can work well together to improve marketing. So instead of just having one, you know, just, just going with ACM, someone might think, well, Maybe I could go with ACM and go with Rhino or go with the Scorpion or go with somebody else and combine their powers into one super agency <laughs> where we can dominate the HVAC sphere. Why would that not be a good idea, Chris? Uh, and where we normally see this too is that uh, we have a lot of people that will come to us and they'll be like, uh, this company handles my website. This company handles my social media. Mm -hmm. I'm just looking for somebody to do my SEO and pay-per-click. Right. Um, in the beginning, we would take those customers and we would say, okay, you know, we'd give them a warning. 
hey, if we don't control your website, it's it's pay-per-click and social media marketing is critical that the landing page they go to is designed for that ad we're running in pay-per-click and social media. Right. And if we don't control the website, I can't create that landing page. And so uh, traditionally we would offer those, those add-on services, but it just never worked out. Mm. We couldn't, um, we couldn't get the cooperating agency to work well with us. They were always uh, fearful that we were trying to take over. Um, even some sabotage occurred. So we just oh, stopped. No. Yeah. Because it was a, it was a bad situation for the customer. We said, Hey, this is not working. Um, this is costing you more money than you should be paying. Uh, we recommend that you either go with them for all of your marketing mm. or either go with us for all of your marketing. I, so I guess because otherwise everyone is just trying to compete for that extra money, right? That everyone's really just trying to, they can say that they're all working together for you as much as they want, but ultimately those companies are going to be looking out for their bottom line too, right? Yeah. And this is, um, for people that, that don't know the digital marketing uh, sphere, sphere, whatever that word is. Sphere. Um, sphere. There we go. Uh, <laughs> there, are, there are literally, there's probably as many, digital marketing companies as there are heating and air conditioning companies. Oh, wow. There's just a tremendous number of them. And so uh, most of them scrap and fight for leads and for customers. And so right. um, we, we're blessed. We don't have to do that because of our, our long history in the niche. And our also we used to be heating and air conditioning owners. So because we bring a special work, uh, kind of a unicorn, I guess I could say, it's very hard <laughs> to find a marketing agency that the, people that led it used to own a heating and air conditioning company. And because of that, we get a lot of referrals. So we don't scrap and fight for customers. And we're very, um, you know, we, we don't mind if you call us and go, Hey, we're going to change to uh, mountaintop marketing. We're fine with that. Right. We help you move all your stuff. We're not cutthroat or competitive, but because a lot of those other agencies are just fighting to survive, mm -hmm. th they get very uh, territorial. They get very, um, you know, it just doesn't work well when they bring us in. We even have, uh, you know, sometimes agencies will pay us to do an audit. So we'll come in and, and say, hey, they, this is how your marketing's performing. These are the changes we recommend. And just trying to get access to those, you know, these marketing companies are so territorial that they're like, ah, who are you? What do you want? I can't do that. You know, so it's just a lot of, uh, you, you shouldn't mix marketing companies. Pick so one. as a business, you want to be able to avoid that conflict and just go with somebody who you know is going to be there for you and not have any of these extra distractions or whatever it is that is going to get in the way of doing the best for you. Right. And when we run it all, we get a synergistic effect. So it's much more effective. And right. so, uh, you know, why, why would I charge you, you know, $1,000 a month and it not work that well when I could charge you a little more and it work really, really great? Right, right. And that's that's really at the the bottom line. You know, we we like to drive leads. That's our mm -hmm. what we live for. That's our passion. Uh, you know, the the data science and the marketing are because we were previous owners. That's a win for us. If you get a phone call that says uh, I'd like a price on a variable speed unit, and I got three systems in my house, that's a high five over here at all contract market. <laughs> you know, we're all woo yeah high five. That's what we live for, and that's what we do. And so because of that, we take great pleasure in driving leads and, and we're way more effective when we have all the, the marketing together.
Great. Well, say then somebody is looking at uh, what HVAC, what uh, ACM or any other um, HVAC marketing company is doing for, you know, David's heating down the street and they see that uh, something is going really well for him. And, you know, they, they see, like we said earlier, that he has a billboard or he has a TV commercial or a radio commercial or something that is reaching out to people. Um, why then would you consider it to, it to be a myth that if a particular marketing avenue is working for one HVAC company, why will it not necessarily work for me every single time? Why will what what works for David's heating and air not work for someone else who is in a similar boat? Uh, okay, so let me give an example of that. So let's say you own a heating and air conditioning company and you're like, man, I, I need to do some marketing. I got to get some more customers. And you, every time you you go down highway 411, you see the big billboard for uh, Billy Bob's heating and air conditioning. And you right. think, you think to yourself, well, that must be working because that guy's had that billboard there for years. Um, I, I think I should do that. I think I should do a billboard. Uh, number one, just because somebody else is doing it doesn't mean it works. Um, right. You would be shocked at the, the times we have customers ask us, they say, Hey, I want, I want the billboard on highway 61 and 138 i want that billboard right there and we go okay but that's it's not really going to provide a, a roi why to tell me why we want that billboard and it's because their competitor is located near that sign and they just want to make their competitor mad interesting <laughs> and, they're, and they're okay spending that money they're like right. jim jim's heating and air is right there I don't like Jim. I want him to see that billboard every time That's he drives the, down the, the street. the spite line in their budget, right? Right, right. <laughs> the, the other thing, too, so why would you copy that, right? If you're trying to grow your customer, why would you copy a billboard that was meant to make Jim mad? Mm -hmm. That's not mm -hmm. going to do you any good. The other thing, too, is it's, uh, you know, there's a break point. So if your marketing budget is less than $150,000 a year, you shouldn't be focused on, on branding such as billboards, radio, and television. You're not there yet. Interesting. If your marketing budget is $350,000 a year, yes. Now, so why is that then, Chris? Why, why are you not there if you're, if you're not uh, making enough money? Because you need to cover all of your digital bases first. You need to have a super fast loading website. It needs to be ranked high in search engine optimization. It needs to be optimized to the keywords that, that target the higher demographic customers. You need to have um, all your social media, your pay-per-click, all of that in place so that when they see that billboard, they're not writing the number down, mm. right? All they're remembering is the name of that company. As a matter of fact, the most effective billboard is your logo really big with a picture of a heating and air conditioning system on it. And it, does, <laughs> it doesn't say anything else. You know, Keep people like, yeah, people like to run a billboard that say, uh, your, your wife's hot. You must need heat and air. You know what I mean? <laughs> People aren't reading those. They're going down the highway. You know, they're, they're, yeah. they're driving down the road. They're not reading all those words. Right. If you've got five seconds to tell your story, and that five seconds should be where David's heating and air conditioning. Here's a picture of a system. That way, when they go back and they go, I'm going to, I need somebody to give me a quote on installing a system in my basement. And they go, heating and air uh, companies near me. And then they see David's heating and air. They have an affinity to click that link. They don't know why. And it's because you've been hitting them with that billboard when they drive to and from work every day. But if you didn't have 
all the digital parts in place, when they did that search, the branding of the billboard would have nothing to affect. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So the, the billboard makes your pay-per-click and your social media advertising more effective. It doesn't drive leads on its own. So if you're, if you're at $150,000 spend and below, that's just keeping all your digital, your pay-per-click, your website, your social media, your directories updated. That's keeping all of your digital stuff covered. Once you get to those bigger budgets, you're at $300,000, $350,000 a year. Now we're going to add in radio, television, and billboards. And what that's actually going to do is work with your digital marketing to lower the overall cost of your lead. All right. Well, then, Chris, that leads us nicely into uh, this next myth, which, you know, if I'm a traditional HVAC owner, right? I've owned this business for years. I've been advertising in the newspaper this whole time. I don't need the website. I don't need the internet. And you know why? Because my clientele is primarily old people. Old people, they don't use the internet. They all read the newspaper. They all look in the yellow pages. No one uses the internet these days. Why is that not true? We hear this all the time. It's so funny. And I I think it's because maybe the HVAC trainers across the U.S. are, are, you know, they'll give a class and they'll say, uh, don't forget elderly people and use newspapers for marketing. This is so not true. As a matter of fact, if you, all you have to do is go on Google and search the, the statistics and, and just look for um, elderly adoption of digital technology mm-hmm. or elderly adoption of uh, internet-based marketing. Did you know that the 50 to 64 and 65 plus age ranges are the fastest growing demographic for internet technologies over the last 10 years. Wow. They're growing faster than 18 to 26 year olds. That's crazy. And, and the reason is, is because uh, they're retired. But, you know, I mean, you can only watch, uh, you know, the shopping <laughs> channel on HSN. Yeah. You can only watch it so much. Right. And so they start using their phone or their tablet or their, uh-huh. their kids or the grandkids are showing them their they're doing, um, you know, Zoom conferences with their kids. Or they're the fastest adopters of digital technology. So because of that, they're buying goods and services on the internet. They're not using the newspaper. So uh, we always hear people when we first meet them, and they, they'll always say, "Well, I'm in a, you know, I'm in Florida. This is an older demographic down here, so I do all my advertising on newspapers." And what we're hearing is, "I waste all my marketing money." Alrighty, Chris. Well, the next one then, the next myth on the agenda is going to be that phone calls with unrecognized area codes must be solicitors. Now, I'm very interested to hear your take on this one because I am one of those people who, if I get a phone call and it's like, hey, uh, phone call from Nevada, I'm like, well, I'm not going to answer that. I don't know anyone in Nevada. Why then is that a myth? Why should I, Why should we be picking those phone calls up maybe? Um, well, we see this a lot when we, right, we, we take over a marketing program, we'll implement a full three, 360 degree solution. So we're, we're looking at everything. Uh, one of the things we do is we record all the phone calls that come in through our marketing. Mm-hmm. And, and we do that because we, for us, what we're driving is a phone call for a service that generates revenue. Right. right? So that's a repair, a tune up a system replacement. 
So because we're listening to those phone calls, we adjust the marketing so that it gets more effective. Uh, we don't use bounce rates, time on page, uh, all the vanity metrics that the other marketing companies use. For us, it's a phone call. Right. One of the things we learn when we implement that phone call is we learn a lot of stuff that's going on behind the scenes that the owner didn't even realize was happening. Hmm. One of the biggest problems we find is uh, we'll implement a plan and about two months in, we're like, uh, hey, you guys are missing 50% of your calls. You're not answering the phone. And what usually happens is we'll find that the customer service rep says, yeah, I don't answer calls from a different area code. And we're like, we're like, why? Those are all solicitors. We get too many solicitors. If they're not from Mountain Pekawa, where we're at, then they're solicitor. Well, the thing you got to realize is Americans on average move every five years. Wow. Uh, So what that means is 6 million people on average each year will change states. Gosh. So they keep their cell phone numbers. Right. Right. So they don't, uh, nobody has landlines anymore. Everybody uses cell phones and they keep their cell phone number. Those are the people who are new to your area. Right. Who don't have a heating and air conditioning company and they're looking for service. Interesting. So if, if you see a phone call and it's not a local area code, there's a high, like a high probability that that is a customer. In fact, looking for your services. So answer the phone. Wow. So what you're saying is is that if you're seeing an area code that you don't necessarily recognize and you're working on that desk at that HVAC company, you may well just be like turning down a client is what you're saying. So it's worth it. It's worth it to you to answer that. Even if 30% of the time it might be a solicitor. Yeah. And that's part of the loser are not, are not worth losing. That's part of the, the value we bring to when we implement this 360 degree approach we start seeing areas that need to be improved. And so you'll have a lift in gross sales and profitability just because we start working on fixing some internal issues you had that you weren't aware of. Mm. All righty, Chris. Well, then the next myth is going to be that email marketing just doesn't work anymore. Now, I know that for a lot of people my age, emails, they probably feel kind of, you know, a little bit archaic at this point, right? Because emails have been around since the dawn of the internet, you know? Everybody uses them, but nobody likes them. No one likes opening emails with, you know, a bunch of stuff that seems baity that, you know, this email is just trying to get me to click on something I don't want to click on or whatever, you know. So why is it that email marketing is actually still very effective to this day? It's very effective for home service providers if done correctly. Uh, If done correctly. Yeah. So, um. Earlier, you remember I told you that people are lazy. They're just going to sit on the couch. Sure. They're not going to get up and, you know, look and see who their heating and air conditioning company is. But if they get an email that says, hey, Julie, this is uh, David's heating and air conditioning company. We repaired your system last year. It's time to have your system clean. Click this link to book book your service. That's highly effective um, because you reminded them that you're their heating and air conditioning company. And, you know, also we use email marketing to sell things like indoor air quality, add-ons, filtration, UV lights. Uh, We use the email marketing to educate your customers. And because they've used you in the past and they know you and they have, they had a positive experience, hopefully, then the email is very effective. It's, it's one of the best low hanging fruits a company can use if 
they have a large database that includes customer emails. The thing you mm. never want to do is buy a list. Never, never. Why is that? A lot of, well, it's because you'll get spammed out. So, uh, and if you get, if you buy a list and you just send an email out and too many people say, I don't know this person, this is spam. What happens is your domain gets locked. Mm. It's a spam lock. And your emails, like right now, if you're sending emails out to people, like in, the, in your everyday business, and they go, I'm, I'm not getting that email. And you go, well, check your spam folder. And if your emails are all going straight to spam folders, there's a high probability that you've been flagged as a spam email sender on the internet wow. databases. And so your emails won't go to inboxes anymore. So it's, it's very important not to buy a list. It's very important to only use your past customer list. And it's very important to have use somebody that understands how to do email marketing for heating and air conditioning. So would you say there's a threshold then at which point you would start to implement email marketing? Or even if you only have, you know, say 50 past customers, you'd still use, you'd still implement that email marketing? Uh, yeah, we could. Um, simply because it's, you won't get as, obviously your ROI is based on how many recipients get the email. For sure. so, so we could start and you may not get as much of a response, but you should get some response. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it still might be worth it, even if you haven't necessarily got that big client base yet. But what you're saying is the bigger, the better still. Right. So it's still going to be very, very effective area of marketing. Yes. Alrighty. Well, um, one thing we certainly hear in the HVAC industry or, you know, just from people who have HVAC units is that, they're really going to only call those people in the springtime and in the full time because they're getting ready in the springtime for the summer where they're going to need that HVAC to be pumping out that cold, cold air for the south heat. And they're going to be getting it done in the fall because they're getting ready to, um, you know, tune up that heating system come the wintertime where it's going to get nice and cold. So a lot of times you'll hear then HVAC companies say, well, we're really going to focus on marketing in the springtime and in the full time because that's when people are going to be looking for us. Why is it important to not only focus on those, but also on the summer and the winter as well? Well, a lot of them, and what you said was close, but what normally happens is in the, the middle of the summer, when the temperatures get, you know, above 85 degrees, that's when the real demand starts. Okay. So for a heating and air conditioning company in the South, uh, their summer schedule, when, once it reaches 85 all the way through the fall, they'll book up pretty quick. Right. Um, so a lot of them think I don't need marketing in the summer. I have work in the summer. I need gotcha. marketing in the spring and fall. And uh, that's really a myth. And the reason is, is because if, if you use the right marketing in the summer, what you do is you fill your schedule with customers who have a higher household income demographic. Mm. They're more likely to qualify for financing. Uh, they're more likely to be concerned about higher efficiency systems their carbon footprint, uh, healthier indoor air. Um, you know, they're more likely to spend more money and choose variable speed equipment. So we, we can't control the demand. So a lot of people I've had arguments in the past with business owners and they're like, um, I want to spend all my money in the spring. And I'm like, you're just going to waste all your money. And they're like, why? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, because the demand doesn't start until it hits 85 degrees. You okay. will get some, you'll get some people who do want to, or whatever. yeah, they want to tune up their system. They want to get it started. Or there's, there's also people that know they need a new system because last fall, someone told them, Hey, your air conditioning shot. It doesn't mm -hmm. work. 
and you need to replace it and they've put it off and now they know spring's coming and they need a new system. Mm. We target heavily those people in marketing. We, we, we target those in the spring. And even the same thing for heating systems in the fall, we'll do that. But you need to run summer advertising so that you can drive the right customer to your business. Because if you don't drive the right customer, then you're just settling for whoever calls. And right. we, we want to take charge of that. And I would rather, if, if it's going to take the same amount of time for me to drive to a house, quote, and install a heating and air conditioning system, I would rather sell, sell a $30,000 unit than a $6,000 unit. Hey, who wouldn't? Right. And so that's the key in having year-round marketing is so that we're driving who the customer is calling and we're filling your schedule with more profitable, higher revenue, higher ticket generating customers. Mm. All righty. Well, then the next myth, thank you for that, Chris, is going to be about website hosting. Now, before we get into this, Chris, could you give us just a 30 second explanation of what website hosting is before I get into the myth about it? Sure. Website hosting is uh, when we generate your website, we'll host it on a server and that server is connected to the internet. So there's a thing called a DNS. That's the domain name server. And it's actually numbers. So it'd be like 173.421-327-365. That's actually your DNS. Okay. Well, there's a name registry that points davidhvac.com to that DNS where it's stored on a server. So you, when we, you host your website, you buy server space from a hosting company, and then they host that website. We put software on that server, and what that software is is the back end of your website. So thank you for that. With that being said, a lot of people then might think, well, it doesn't necessarily matter where what plan I'm getting to host my website on, right? They're all going to be hosted. They're all going to do the same exact thing. They're all basically exactly the same. Why is it not true that all website hosting places are created equal? Why are some better than others? Uh, well, the changes really came about with the uh, saturation of mobile phones in the marketplace. So now once mobile phones topped the 50% mark for all internet searches, Google and all the um, internet search companies started focusing on page load speed mm-hmm. because a cell phone cannot load a website as fast as a desktop computer can. Google started ranking websites that had a faster load speed higher because those websites would perform better for the mobile searcher. The mobile searcher would have a better experience if the website loaded faster and the website was designed with a mobile first strategy so that the the menu, the hierarchy, the images, everything that occurs is designed specifically for a mobile phone. So because of that, uh, like just hosting your website at GoDaddy or, or wherever, you know, like right. potatohosting.com, that's $5.95 <laughs> a month. Those are all falling out of style. And the reason is, is because now if you want your website to rank higher in search engine optimization, you have to use a content delivery network. And what a content delivery network is, is you remember when I told you that website was hosted on a server, right? If you're just with potatohosting.com and someone looks up David's heating and air conditioning, it will take a path from your computer through your router at home, through 
other servers on the internet until it connects the, it tries to connect in the shortest route to the server that hosts your website. And then they start exchanging packets of information. Mm -hmm. And as your computer receives those packets of information, the website renders. So that's why sometimes uh, you'll see images load first or, Right. Uh, you know, some part of the website may load and then later on it shifts down because a later part of the website loads. Right. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. As those packets come in, the website renders. What a content mm. delivery network is, is it takes that one path and it splits now your website over thousands of servers across the internet. And so when there's a request, all of those servers feed those packets simultaneously. It's way faster, way more way efficient. Way faster, way more efficient. So that gets your speed rendering way higher for Google for your search engine optimization. Now, as you can imagine, hosting at potatohost.com on one little file on one little server, that's a $5 a month hosting. Mm -hmm. When you're using a content delivery network, now you're getting into the $50, $60, $100 a month hosting plans. And they also come with um, backups. So they back up the website, they back up those servers every night. The servers have virus protection. Uh, the servers have SSL certificates, which means your site's secure. Mm -hmm. And also those servers are protected so that people aren't loading uh, Bitcoin mining software right. on your right. website. So that malware, because once your website gets malware on it and Google blacklists it, I mean, we've almost got to call the Pope and fly him in here to Atlanta <laughs> to get it unblacklisted. That's how hard it is to get Gosh. Google. It's almost impossible. So, and if you're, you'd be shocked at the number of clients we get that call us and this is their horror story. Um, I was hosting with uh, GoDaddy at a $5 a month plan. Um, somehow I got malware on my mm -hmm. site and it's happening a lot with pornography. So they'll inject code into that server so that when you try to go to davidshvac.com, it redirects you to a porn site. And so because of that, Google will blacklist your website. Oh, gosh. But, but they'll call us and they're like, uh, we were actually in a meeting with one client. And he was like, you know, I don't know what's going on, on my website. I don't get and we're there and we've got our computers and they're going up to a big screen in the conference. Oh, room. no, no, and I'm like, well, no. Let's take a look. And we <laughs> oh, go there no. and a big porn site pops up. You know what I mean? Oh. I'm like. I'm like, there's your problem. You know, oh, no. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, so we don't want that. No, it's we important. We want to prevent against that. It's important that you have really fast, uh, you know, hosting that has all those protections, the backups and everything, and that costs money. That's not $5 a month. Those no. are, you know, 50. Your, your hosting should cost you at least about 50 bucks a month. But and, by spending that $50 a month, you're preventing unwanted oh, yeah. pornography from entering into your office meeting <laughs> right. and and that's, that, that's worth it yeah not only that but your your search engine ranking rankings higher right you know what i mean website it's just experience a, for the user is going to be better everything's yeah. going to improve right 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 excellent all righty well then uh chris we're going to move on swiftly to that next myth which is going to be about online booking options right Actually, no. You know what? Before we do that, I'm going to go back one step. I jumped a little bit, a little bit ahead here. Um, we'll get to that. Wait for it. This next one is actually going to relate nicely to what we were just talking about, which is about search engine results. Now, me here, I live in Carrollton now in Georgia. If I Google 
HVAC companies near me right now, or if I just Google HVAC companies, not even near me, if I Google HVAC companies, I'm going to get a list of different things, right? Now, if you do the exact same thing, is it or is it not a myth that you are going to get the exact same result as me, no matter where we are? Yeah, that's a myth. A lot of, we get people all the time that call and go, I'm in my office right now. I'm on my phone looking for David's heating and air and I can't find me. Mm -hmm. And so they get mad and they think, what are you doing? Why is my SEO not working? Uh, What you have to realize is number one, let me kind of give you a background. So Google, most people use Google. It holds like 90% of the market share. So I can pretty confidently say when you're at home on your computer using Google Mm -hmm. and you're signed in to your, your Gmail, whatever Gmail account is used for that Google search engine, all of your devices are connected. Mm -hmm. So each device has a Mac address, which is a series of numbers and dots so that Google knows David is using his desktop in Carrollton to search for Krispy Kreme donuts. Right. Then it knows David is on his uh, mobile phone on Highway 92 searching for Krispy Kreme donuts. Hey, in Carrollton, it, you're not going to find a Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> There's none out here. Closest one's Atlanta. Yeah. We're going to do something they, about it. <laughs> then they'll know David is on his iPad searching for Krispy Kreme donuts. So Google knows where you are. Google knows your average household income, it knows what occupation you do, you work. It knows where you work at. It knows you work from home because you're not getting up every morning and that cell phone's not traveling down I-20 mm-hmm. going to a job somewhere. Google knows you work from home. Uh, they know your household income. They know your online purchasing history. They know the websites you're going to visit. Uh, they know if you're looking for heating and air conditioning repairs or if you looked in the past. So all of this comes together so that when you go to Google and you search for AC repair near me, in milliseconds, Google produces the search engine results page called a SERP, S-E-R-P. And all of that is done through the data Google holds on you as an individual. Mm -hmm. The data that Google holds for me is different. I'm sure it is. It's not the same. So... Google knows that I work from home, what computers I use to interact the internet. It knows my cell phone, my tablets. So it's different. And so when we do our marketing, we target demographics very heavily because we're trying to move HVAC boxes. We're trying to get installations of higher sear, variable speed equipment with indoor air quality add-ons. People are concerned about the environment. They're concerned about the, the, um, health of their indoor air. And when you're sitting in your office looking for yourself, you may not be in that demographic. Mm, mm. You follow me? Absolutely. You you may not be my desired customer. Mm. So you may not be showing up. And so for each, uh, each individual, the search engine results are different based on your search history, what you've done, how many times you... Google also knows where you live. So (laughs) if you live, you know, 40 miles from your office, Google may be showing you heating and air conditioning companies that are near where you live, not where you work, because Google knows the difference. Right. All right. Well, then 
we all know that mine is certainly going to be different to yours and that that's going to make a big difference to in, in who is going to be clicking on your ads and what you want to be able to do as a business is hone in on getting those those right people to click on your ads so that they can get them as a customer and that will spend money and spend lots of money on you as well. And right. with that being said, that moves us on to the next myth, which I jumped ahead of before, but it flows nicely into this one, which is going to be, if I'm on that search engine, I click on that website, I click on David's Heating and Air, I go onto his website and there's no way for me to be able to uh, book anything online there. I have to give him a ring or I have to use the contact form that he has on his website. Just say, hey, book here. And then you have to send them a message through an email service or whatever it is that they have there. There's no way to actually book online. Now, David's Heating and Air, he tells me that the reason he hasn't got that set up is because it doesn't actually improve sales to have any online booking form on there. Is that or is that not a myth, Chris? Yes, it is a myth. And and we we did a test in 2021 with a, a large brand, a large HVAC manufacturer. I won't tell you the name. Uh, and it was a test where we aligned the manufacturer marketing with the distributor marketing with the end dealer marketing. So that all three of those, we utilized television, radio, and billboard advertising. Mm -hmm. And we tracked the results in one large demographic. When we added the ability for a customer to book service online, mm -hmm. the number of leads grew by 50%. Holy cow. And here's the reason why. The majority of those leads were booked after the business closed. Ah, right. So people were wanting to book service. And it was uh, many times, it was 8 p.m. at night, 10 p.m. at night. We even saw a large chunk of people going on and booking service between midnight and 4 a.m. Wow. And what we <laughs> found was, was some of the marketing we ran was a sports team, was a basketball team. The, it was the NBA team in that demographic. Mm -hmm. And we ran advertising on those games. And what we found is that those games – some people would TiVo them and maybe they work late and they would right. watch the game after they got home. So there's a whole demographic, uh, at least 50% of the population that's not interacting with the world of commerce during your normal business hours. Right. And so they want to go online at 2 a.m. and book a service call and know that you're going to be here tomorrow at 2 and they can check that off their list. Hey, I got a guy coming tomorrow, honey, to look at the heating and air. <laughs> nice. Right? Yeah. And, and so by having online booking, you open up a whole nother demographic that doesn't play between nine to five. So uh, online booking is critical. And that w sometimes we get a lot of feedback. We get um, negative feedback. Not a lot. But we get some uh, customer service reps who will be like, I don't have time to deal with online booking and answer the phone at the same time. Mm. I can't do all this. And we have to, we show them the data and we're like, half of your leads are coming in when you're not even in the office. Right. And so they're like, okay, we'll, we'll add it. And then Find there's, a way. there's, yeah, there's new technology coming out. There's a, a very exciting partnership between a manufacturer and a company called uh, schedule engine that we utilize. We implement schedule engine works very well. And, uh, you're, you're going to start seeing, new offerings with online booking. So if you're not offering online booking now, you need to start doing it immediately. 
Yeah, and you know, I can speak from my experience as well. I know a lot of people my age, you know, adding to the what you were saying about, you know, getting it out of hours. A lot of people my age don't want to send an email. They don't want to bother because it takes time. They don't want right. to call somebody because they hate speaking on the phone. Being able to go on a website, see the available hours, see the days I can do it on, click and it takes 30 seconds, they're going to get my business over somebody where I have to write out a form or I have to speak to somebody on the phone. It's just right. the, the, the more options you give to a customer to be able to work, for, to be able to hire you, I feel like that can only help you, right? Yeah. And also too, it's important that you do it correctly. What I mean by that is you need to have a way for somebody to book a service online. They immediately get an email or a text confirming, mm -hmm. they confirm that appointment. Then the night before the appointment, they get another email or a text. It says, Hey, to remind you, David's heating and air conditioning is coming tomorrow at noon between noon and four. And they'll get another text or email about an hour before that says, Hey, just a reminder, our technicians coming out today between 12 and four. And all of those communications have a link that the customer can reschedule the appointment if something's come up. And these are things that working with an, uh, a marketing company, they'll make sure that your system has these things in place so that you're not missing out on, on um, making sure that your business comes across well when you, when you start implementing things like online booking, yeah. right? Yeah, if you choose the right marketing company. Great. All right. Well, we're going to move on to the penultimate myth then, Chris. This is myth number 14, which is going to be that negative reviews, which we've all seen. We all see them on Google. We all see them on Facebook. They're always going to exist no matter what business you have. Even if you're five stars for three years, eventually you're going to get at least one bad review. Now, a lot of people are going to see that bad review and think, oh, no, that's it. Game over. We've lost our five stars. We've lost our perfect record. This is awful for business. Is that true? That is not true. And what we found is uh, a lot of heating and air conditioning, plumbing and electrical company owners are very competitive. <laughs> and so they, they want to, they're always looking at their competitors rankings and how many reviews they got. And, mm -hmm. and the thing you have to realize is that if you have a perfect five-star review record, many people look at that and go, ah, oh, there's stuff in their reviews. They're, they're paying right. people, Fake. they're paying people to give them reviews. Mm -hmm. And so they don't, they want you to choose your company because they think you're being dishonest. Whereas if you've got some reviews on there of some pretty ticked off people, that's a one star review and they just rip your company apart and they see that you've responded and said, Hey, you know, Jim, I'm so sorry. Uh, this is not how we operate. looks like we dropped the ball. Um, I, I'll do everything in my power to make this right. I'm going to reach out to you. Uh, let's schedule a time. We can get this fixed that is more valuable than a perfect five-star review. Your customers don't expect perfection, but they do expect responsiveness. Mm -hmm. And so when you have a one-star review and that gives you the opportunity to reply in a manner that lets other customers go, okay, people aren't perfect. Mistakes happen. But when a mistakes happen, when a mistake does happen, they're going to make it right. And that's right. all they're concerned about. And for a lot of our review customers that we handle their review generation, we post that reply for you. And so uh, the reason we do that is a lot of times people get mad and the owner, the owner's first response is to cuss that guy out on the internet, which is exactly <laughs> the opposite of what you should do. Right. 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 What you should do is say, Hey, you know, thank you for bringing this to our attention. Uh, you know, we're not perfect but we want to make sure we, we treat you the right way and we, mm -hmm. we address mm -hmm. your concerns and that lets other customers know, Hey, okay, 
If something goes off the rail, they're going to take care of me. All righty. So basically, if you do get that bad review, don't freak out. Just handle it in the right way, which is to apologize and promise to make things right because somebody's going to see that and actually think better of you, even though it started with a bad review. Right. All righty. And, well, and one more thing let me throw in there about reviews. There it. are rules. It's hard to get Google to remove a review. It's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. But there are reasons why. Uh, if it was an employee, like a right. employee that was fired and they're disgruntled, uh, we can usually tell Google that and they'll remove the review. Mm. Um, but if it's like sometimes it's a customer you've never serviced, some people enjoy drinking liquor at night and going across the internet and giving people one-star reviews that have never, <laughs> not even been a customer, you know what I mean? Oh, man. Google's not going to remove those. But you can post uh, hey Jim, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't see that we ever serviced your house. Can right. you please give me a call and let's straighten this out? Interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, at least they. Uh, I mean, at least they give you the option to be able to do that still. I guess, but that is yeah. frustrating. All righty. Well, then, last but not least, Chris, we've made it all the way to number fifteen. And I tell you what, this might be my biggest pet peeve in the universe. Is that um, a lot of people just believe that their website works great if it's not if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I've had this website for 15 years. It still works fine. What do you mean I need to change it? What do you mean I need to update it? It looks great. Is that or is that not true? Is a website that works great just fine as it is? It doesn't need any updates? Is that the case? No. Uh, SEO is based off of several factors. One of those, the speed download we talked about earlier. And the second thing is updates. So it can, it looks at every time I change a page on that server, where your site's hosted, mm-hmm. the server updates the time slot. So it knows that that page was updated, let's say um, 9-7-2022 at 9.43 a.m. And so Google knows that that's a fresh page because it was updated or changed. So um, when you take in download speed, the keyword strategy, how we need to shift the keyword strategy, uh, the user menu, the user interface, hot maps of your website, how people are interacting with your website. Mm-hmm. All of those things need to be adjusted. And they're so important that if your website is more than two years old, I'd bet $1,000 to a donut. It needs to be totally redesigned right now. Wow. And the reason is because Google changes so much. I mean, they roll out, they'll roll out, uh, micro updates, which is, uh, you know, just a small update to the algorithm daily, mm-hmm. multiple mm-hmm. times a day. Mm-hmm. But then they'll have large wholesale updates to the search algorithm every couple of months. And so if your website was designed two years ago, you're probably 50 to a hundred Google updates out of date now. Right. And that needs to be adjusted. And it, you just need to, um, your website is not just a digital business card that Mm. lists your name and phone number. It is a living, breathing computer file on a server that interacts with other computers and the rules and the way it's designed that allow it to interact with those other computers has to be up to date for you to get the, the best ranking in your search engine optimization. Right. All righty. And, you know, I can speak from from my personal experience. And not only does it improve your Google standing, but just improving your website, keeping it up to date, keeping it fresh, keeping it fast, 
can really just make sure that when somebody clicks on your site, they stay there. Because I can speak from my own personal experience. If I click on a website and it looks like it hasn't been updated in 12 years, I'm out of there. Because I'm like, right. they obviously don't care about this. So what else don't they care about? You know? Right. But anyway, that that concludes our 15 myths, Chris. You did a great job of dispelling all of those, explaining why many of these things are myths and how they can actually be improved, how they can be changed to work for you as a business. Um, Chris, if somebody is watching it, watching this and they think, you know what? This has really opened my eyes to the things that I need to get right with my HVAC marketing. And they think to themselves, you know what? I need to find somebody who I can work with to do my marketing, to make sure it's up to speed. How can they contact you? How can they contact ACM to really work with them to, to hopefully improve their business and bring about some of these changes to their business? Uh, you can find us at allcontractormarketing.com. Uh, also, you can call us on the phones, 404-419-6884. Um, also there are other very experienced HVAC marketing companies out there. Uh, I mentioned a couple before Rhino's very good. They're, they're a very fast growing HVAC mm -hmm. marketing company. Uh, Scorpion Scorpion does a really good job of the home service lead generation. Um, the only difference between us and those companies is, uh, we're a distributed company. So our entire teams across the world. We have a team of over 25. We don't have an office. So there's no, um, we keep our overhead really, really low. And the reason we do that is because we know how important the marketing has to work for HVAC because the, the margins are low. So if you have a marketing program that's not generating a positive ROI, then you're taking money out of the mouths of those families. So mm -hmm. you're, you're sacrificing profit for marketing. And that's just not a good thing to do, especially for heating and air conditioning. So the difference between us and those other companies is that our prices are a little more in line with what your budget can take. And also more of your spend goes to the marketing because our overhead is lower. So that's what uh, we like. Yeah. So if you have a $10,000 pay-per-click budget with another marketing company, you may be only seeing 5,000 of that actually going to Google where with us, it would be eight to $9,000 of that's actually going to Google to produce returns. So you get more of your money goes to the marketing. We're a distributed company. Our overhead's lower. So it's more effective. We've owned an HVAC business. We know what your customers are looking for. Um, I've sat across the kitchen table selling home comfort systems. I've been in the attics. I've been in the crawl spaces. Uh, we know your business inside and out. It's literally, you call us, tell us what brand you carry. We can handle everything else. We write all the content on your website. We write all the content on all your marketing. You just keep running your business and doing a great job. Uh, we'll permanently solve that marketing problem for you and let your company grow. And then, uh, you know, it's very easy for us to put a five-term, five-year plan together so that we walk you from one van to, you know, five vans in five years. All righty. So it's something we're, we're really good at. All righty. Well, thank you for that, Chris. Um, like you said, if you do need to contact them, you can find them at the website or at this phone number he gave just a few minutes ago. Uh, we'd really love to have you over here. But if you are just watching, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for making it all the way to the end. Please let us know in the comments, wherever you are, what what myth or you know dispelling of the myth was your favorite, 1 through 15, and what one you think you're going to take through into your own business and maybe utilize, start changing some things. And also leave us a nice reviews, like I said at the beginning, on your free feed, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever that is. 
and maybe hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube as well as that like button or the dislike button if you really didn't like it. Maybe you didn't like all these myths. Maybe you think they are true. Who knows? Whatever it is, leave us some feedback. We always appreciate it, good or bad, you know, because we can turn bad reviews into into positive stuff anyway, like we just discussed. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for everything that, you, that you've been giving to us, all the love and support you've been giving to us over these weeks. Um, we really appreciate it. Next episode is going to be episode number 20, which is a big milestone for us. But Chris, before we go, any final thoughts, anything else you'd like to share? No, I enjoy doing it. I really enjoy uh, having the podcast. I hope we didn't come across. I, I don't want them to be commercials for ACM. I really do mm-hmm. want to provide good information for the business owner. Um, so I hope that wasn't too commercially. I just, I don't think the, so. These myths, if, if you believe these myths, they're costing you money. And uh, I would like you to not believe these myths and move forward. And so you can get a, a good marketing program that produces a positive ROI for you. That's exactly it. You know, we're not going through each myth and being like, hey, here's this myth. Here's how ACM can help you with this thing. Here's how much we charge. Here's how, you know, this, that, and the other. It's like, here's the myth. Here's why it's wrong. And here's why it's costing you money. So we're just helping. And then at the end, of course, we're going to be able to say, hey, if you want, we can help you with this stuff. But also, like you said, there are other people. There are other options. We would just love for you to come to us because we know that we're going to treat you right. But with that being said, thank you so much for being here with us. We're going to see you next time here on the Power by Podcast. Until then, you'll have a wonderful rest of your week. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.